Welcome to the California Wealth Warriors podcast with your host, Ray Olmo, the ultimate California contrarian and believer in the salvation of our great state. Fighting in the trenches for our business owners and entrepreneurs, our California Wealth Warrior Project will share our experiences, network, and resources to reveal the California-centric planning strategies and secrets to help you protect, profit, and preserve your wealth so California can become a haven, not a burden. So unpack your bags, pull out your beach chair, and join us as we share insights, real stories, and success cases, and rediscover why California is still the golden state. And welcome to the California Wealth Warrior Podcast with Ray Almo. Ray, it's great to be with you. This is your inaugural podcast, your first one. So welcome to the podcasting world. It is beyond exciting. We've been uh, working on this, what, for probably a good six months to make sure that um, the platform is just stellar. And we're going we're gonna to show people what California is really about. Well, it does beg the first question because we, we want to get to know you a little bit here. And it does beg the question. You talked about working on this for six months. Why are you investing your energy in this podcast project? Well, it, it's been kind of a the perfect storm, the culmination of things really kind of forged re- really with COVID and, you know, being kind of locked in and then thinking about things and seeing the exodus from California and then just talking to my peers. So the California Wealth Warriors isn't about Ray Olmo. It's, it's about the people, the network that I've forged over 35 years in the business and when I really try to reach out with everybody, when we were all locked up, we started having these these video exchanges, these Zoom meetings, and it just started getting more and more into, hey, you need to do a podcast. You need to do a podcast and you need to tell a story. And again, you're going to meet some real powerhouse people that I rely on, that I'm just beyond blessed to get to know. And, you know, they're, they're people that I resource, that, that I rely on. And Californians don't know. And then what was happening along the way is I was also just discovering this, this void, this, this again, with the exodus of people leaving. And we know it's one of two things financially. It's it's lawsuits, okay? We're yep. the number one judicial hellhole. We've been labeled that way for nearly a decade, okay? And then it's taxes. And again, my team and I scratch our heads. And when people are leaving because of those two main reasons, listen, we we can't stop the fires, the floods, and and maybe we can help with the homeless. I don't know. We, we need a good shot there. But financially, we're like, they just don't have the resources, you know? And then I started confronting people in certain venues. Bill, you know, I sit on the board for a, a golf betting app, right? Yep. And we're going to talk about that. We'll have Tom Naramore on. He's he's a, a Chico buddy of mine, and it's a stellar company. And um, so I, I have the luxury of getting a good all go all these awesome little golf courses for free. And it didn't matter where it was, okay, in California, down south, up here. Tahoe has some of the most magnanimous courses in the world. You know, it's just, it's just they're incredible. Every time in the 19th hole, you know how it goes. Guys <laughs> show up, you know, gals, and 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 they start counting their monies and their bets and they're having their cocktails and it's a big social gathering. And every time I would notice there would be a conversation and I would bet it was 
literally every 19th hole. Oh yeah, I'm leaving to Idaho. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna go move to Florida. I'm gonna move to Texas. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to move to Incline Village in Nevada. And I'm like, good luck with that one. It got to the point where I started, <laughs> you know me, started insinuating myself into these conversations. I'm like, hey, you know, you know nice to meet you. And uh, I overheard you going to Idaho. You know why? Oh well, you know taxes. And I'm like taxes okay so well yeah i'm getting killed and okay what do you do well i'm a business owner i said you're leaving because of taxes and your business owner said do you not know that you can do these things they looked at me like i was crazy okay so it became this contrarian and and i just started becoming more and more arguing the case and we're going to talk about my heritage here i'm not leaving i'll never leave my heritage three generations on both my wife's and my family's side Good luck. And I don't care what the tax rate is because we can solve that problem. We can definitely solve the, I guess you'd call it asset protection problem quite easily. We're going to talk about that actually in the next podcast. Again, it just became this precipice. And then, you know, okay, when I called you guys, there was a trigger for me. And it, it was this, it was this kid, this rancher's kid. Okay. Yeah. You know, California's, you know, fifth largest economy in the world maybe going to fourth, but this kid I saw in a pot or a, a like a, a forum, you know, for ranchers. And he was, goes, I don't want, this kid's like 10, 12 years old. I don't want to leave. My friends are here. I love it here. I love being a California rancher. And I go, I love this kid. And that was really the trigger for me. We actually need to find that video. I said, right when we first met about, you know, six months ago. I love that. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have that kid on here. He really inspired me to do this. So that was kind of the trigger. And then we, then, then that actually, I started thinking about it and I go, who's my, who's my hot list. And I went in within minutes, I listed about 80 people. They're mostly the advisors. And we're going to talk about you know, how we've gotten to know these people and how we watch them, what we've learned from them. Okay. They're business owners, successful entrepreneurs. We want, we want their perspective as well on what they do, but it takes a village. I don't know if that's a cliche, but California Wealth Warriors is kind of that club where we are a huge resource. And again, the problem is California is so mass, again, is fifth largest economy. People don't have the resources. Okay. We are trust CFO. We deal with trust and you're going to quickly learn why do the wealthy have trust? Okay. <laughs> it's because it's a whole new world and, and the tax influence and the, and, and the, the protection against lawsuits and litigation, frivolous lawsuits. Okay. Right. We're going to teach people that this isn't about trying to evade creditors. This, this is about trying to avoid the extortion of lawsuits. Okay. And I, I got story after story for that. That's how this kind of came came to be. And then again, I, I I really looked at my heritage and we wanted to, my wife and I that wanted to honor honor that. We have a great story. I can't, you know, I I'm well, let's get into your story. I mean, you talk about wanting to stay there because you you're a lifelong Californian and you've got a history there and you go back a couple of three or four generations. So give me your story. Why I mean, look, I lived in California at one point. It's That's a right, beautiful, yeah. beautiful place I think, to be. I think we kicked you out. I couldn't get out of it fast enough, though, Ray. <laughs> no, no. I said, we kicked you out. <laughs> I don't know before gotta, you could well, kick me out. I'm so, sorry. So, so a funny story <laughs> is, you know, when you talk to these guys on the 19th hole, you become quite friends quite fast, no matter where right. you are. You know, you you pal up and you start busting each other's chops and 
And uh, I would always say, you said, oh, you're leaving? Yeah, get the hell out because you're jamming up my golf game, man. You're slowing us up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's all fun. So why do you want to be there? I mean, what what? Uh, let's talk about the connection. Let's let's talk about family first, and then get into work. But but how long has your family been there? We both my wife's side and my and my side are three generations Californians. My wife's is from Italy. You know, I'll, I'll go through that. They they are farming, ranching for those three generations here in California. Yeah, down the Delta. At about 2,000 acres. I don't know if you can see behind me. There's a... I can't. I got two ladies on the wall behind you. Uh, yeah, but before that, there that's Gemignani Ranch Asparagus. Oh, okay. So that, that thing there is about 75 years old. So they did alfalfa and wheat and, and asparagus and a whole slew of different things. And they were, they were ranchers. And up until this generation, when her dad, Richie, unfortunately, you know, has has Alzheimer's. And so that kind of ended it. So we no longer have that ranch. My family has ranches on their side. And we'll talk about that. But uh, so we were part of the agricultural. We were part of the backbone of, of building California into what it is, that, you know, the economic yeah. monstrosity that it is. I want to continue on best we can. I'm still the trustee for about a thousand acres in Northern California. Love it and fight tooth and nail to try to keep it, the integrity of it. So what's your work history? Your family were ranchers and farmers. I shared with um, about Yvette's. Um, that's that's Yvette's grandmother, Lily. Oh, okay. Okay. And and Lillian is 102, never been sick a day in her life. She wow. she plays skippo and cards with the gals and she cheats and wins. Okay. And uh, other than her hearing, I mean, it's just incredible. She's just a phenomenal woman and she's funnier than hell too. So, uh, you know, just to, just to be blessed with, with someone like that. And that it, it, at all costs, we try to get down and see her and we're going to this next week, you know, for early Christmas and whatnot. You know, that's that side. My side has on both my mom's and my dad's side has interesting story. My dad's side has, we had the Olmo ranches. Probably the most prominent is uh, behind me on this side is Dr. Harold Olmo. Okay. He's the guy on the desk there. He is holding up the grapes. He's my my pseudo grandfather. My dad's dad died when he was young. And so Harold and his brother Chris, my dad's uncles, raised my dad. Oh, so okay. you know, he's a he's a grandfather to us. And so Harold was a professor at University Davis, University of California Davis. Okay. For eons. Um, you can look him up. He's he's labeled the Indiana Jones of Viticulture. He traveled the world. He created what were called the Olmo grapes, and he put the California Cabernet on the global map. Wow. There's article after article. Great man, extremely quiet, you know. And uh, gosh, I remember Bill (laughs) racing around as a kid over at the the ranch, you know, in, um, in Davis. And I'm running around in this little tyke, and I'm like, who are all these old farts? You know, get out of my way, old men, when they're having stuff. Well, it's it's Robert Mondavi and the Gallo brothers, and when we look back, I'm like, oh my god, it's the who's who <laughs> of, of, of grapes, you know. So, I, so he he really helped craft the wine industry in California. I actually have the last box of Olmo Villa Olmo grapes from 1987, and I, I hold the last bottles. They're non-drinkable, but they're certainly great history. So that, that's just, again, part of helping, you know, the contribution to California on my dad's side. Wow. 
yeah. So um, I guess if we shift to uh, mom's side, we have Wilma Lawton and she and my grandfather, and this 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 is going to lead to why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay, they owned, they inherited. She inherited what was now Orville Hospital. So they lived up in Orville, California, Northern California. Okay, yeah, sure. Up, up by Chico, Orville Lake, and they had ranches up there. Fruit, and um, they owned the hospital. And then later on, in the uh, I think late 50s, 60s, you know, they sold it. It became what it is now as a hospital. It was actually a nursing facility. My grandmother's mom was a nurse. And so that started. And then my grandparents, they had the ranches. They owned um, a hotel in Mexico, Zihuatananeo, okay, mm. of all things. They're quite well off. And so what happened was, you know, I went I went to Chico State. I was born in San Francisco, St. Mary's Hospital. Okay. Went to USF my first year in college, decided I didn't want to be in the city. Went to Chico with one of my best friends, who's still one of my best friends, John. We were roommates for four years. Just had a blast. This is in the era when Chico was number one party school, mm-hmm. you know, and I I got a picture of me in Playboy magazine. I, I, I was I wasn't gonna say that, Ray, but I'm sitting here thinking, Chico, Chico, isn't that like a party kind of school? It was phenomenal times. Yeah. Every every student was required to study parting 101. Now it, it was <laughs> it was great times and but and times have changed, you know. So yeah, went to Chico. We call it the Harvard of the West, jokingly. Right? There we go. Yeah. So got my my little Chico State alumni mug there. So uh Got in a finance, was finance major, got in a finance, thought I was going to be a stock guy. Um, actually, in Chico, I, I worked for a pension administration firm, Ken Callen Associates. He's long, long past. Oh, okay. So I was actually doing retirement plan administration for 35 years when 401ks were in their infancy. We were doing on a, a green pad with a pencil and numbers and all that stuff. So I actually did that in college and then start and, and then got a job doing that right out of college and then got my securities license and insurance license and thought I was going to be doing all that stuff. And there was a turn of events. My grandparents passed away within a couple of years. And mm-hmm. if and when I talk to people that, that know estate planning, I said, you know what happened? And they do. They said, yeah, the estate tax exemption was only like $600,000 then. Okay. Well, they were, I guess you'd call them, not to be braggadocious, they, I guess they were kind of mega wealthy, okay, um, yeah. with, with everything that they did. Lo and behold, I got a call one day from my mom crying, what is the state taxes? And I didn't know. And it was a it was a quick punch in the gut. And oh. I had to go and pull together, the, my, I was the only one that knowing finance. And so I had to go and pull together a team, mostly attorneys, accountants. It, it was a bloodbath. Okay, we it took us 10 years, me 10 years to pay off the IRS. There's a loan that the state planners know it's 10 years at 7%. And I fought and I fought every creditor that wanted the assets on a fire sale, IRS, you name it. It was a nightmare. I spent four years doing that and said, this is this just isn't right. It actually, what happened during that time, okay, there were some bad partners that we were in litigation with. And there's some good partners among my grandparents. And they said, what the heck happened? I said, this is what happened. I told them. And they said, well, what? We don't want that to happen to us. And can you help us? And uh, slow, slowly and surely, I started building, you know, this relationship where I 
be the trustee and help them get their planning in order. And that's kind of how this all started. You know, it's, it, it, it was, you know, when people have these planners out there and they're academics and they read these things and clients going to kind of go, ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, maybe you scare me. Well, I'll tell you the real what happened and it'll scare the hell out of you. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I got to ask I, I, before you go on, did it lead to a dissolution of your, uh, the, of the entire state of your grandparents or, I yeah. mean, that, cause it sounds like a disaster. Yeah, we we lost nearly eighty percent of the state net net. And wow. The one that the one that hurt. I tell the story is you know it's so funny. My wife and I would when we were first were dating, uh, about to get married. Uh, my wife was just like, "Your grandma's really eccentric, man. She's kind of crazy." And because uh, she would tell these stories, right? And lo and behold, one Christmas she goes and she opened, grandma's was kind of feisty. Maybe she had a glass of wine or something, and she opened, she goes, "Oh, Yvette, come here." She opens up this this picture portfolio and she starts doing opening these things. And there's a picture of my grandma sitting on Dean Martin's lap, spilling her martini in the in the rat pack. Okay. <laughs> well, they were big in Lake Tahoe. They were one of the first investors in the Calneva Lodge, which is no longer around. It was back then when Lake Tahoe was a small group of people and they all knew each other. And they had five acres on the lake, two houses, okay, main house, guest house two docks with about 500 feet of shoreline sweet, sweet. It, if, you, if anybody knows where uh west lakeshore drive is it's it kind of goes and gets close and then all the property is there on the lake on the west side well if you were to value that property, i know the property has been split and if you were to value it now it's probably worth about 60 million dollars whoa that's beautiful wow but, wow yeah we had to sell it to pay the taxes. So the government has, in essence, that property from it. So I wouldn't be sitting here now if we still had that property. Yeah. But again, it, it's a huge pain. We don't talk about it at Christmas. And it just destroys everybody. But um, I, I think, I guess, what all this is about is forging my path. I mean, I guess this is yeah. this is my purpose. And so I tell the stories. I told the story yesterday to a new client. You know, I don't hold back. I want them to know the reality of these things. And I think it hits up close to home when they know that their their advisor has has truly experienced these things because some of the stuff I share, even the attorneys and the CPAs don't really know the true underpinnings of things mm-hmm. when they actually happen. What will the creditors do? They know, oh, well, they're going to sue you. Yeah. Well, how and what are the holes they're going to try to get into? And that's as it as an administrator, we're kind of the fox in the hen house. That's what you guys, you know, the audience is going to learn when they hear my my peers is that we administrate trusts, okay? All sorts of complex trusts, right? For every purpose, from revocable living trust to retirement trusts, which we're going to talk about a specific one, to estate planning trust, charitable trust. And so they all, but they all have complex assets in them. And so when we see what attorneys are doing, when we see what accountants are doing, we can see what the good ones are doing, and we can see the failures in other ones. And so, again, we're we're learning about all this breadth and knowledge, <laughs> and I absorb it like a sponge and saying, "Okay, this is this is an opportunity, and we need to share this with our other clients." Okay, again, as a resource, and then here are some epic failures. All right, and like there's. Three main case laws we're going to talk about with one of my attorney partner, a couple of my attorney partners all have. Well, well let's, let's let's do this right because I, I I want to get into this and I and I, I want to make sure that we give people the punch that this this podcast is going to have. Let's start with talking about what the goal of this podcast is for for you. What what it, what is it you want to do here? 
Yeah, I, I want to exploit the real conversation about the exodus of California and the myths that are being perpetrated, whether by media or through social context, okay? I don't mean to insult anybody, but there's a lot of lemmings out there and they just follow and they hear, oh, I'm leaving because of taxes and they just drink the Kool-Aid and go, I Yeah, but are they, are they doing it? Are they doing it because they're, they're, they're disingenuous or do you think they're doing it probably because they just don't know? They don't about know. the resources. They don't know. And, and if you can't find the resources, then you have to succumb and you default to, well, I I guess if everybody else is leaving for this reason and I fit into that box, I should leave. And, and again, we're going to have conversations with people, some clients of ours that have, they make a lot of money. And we've had little conversations with, I think I need to leave. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you want to? No. Okay. Where would you go? I guess Texas. Do you want to go? No. I want to stay here. Okay. So what do we need to do to solve what's the that delta to get you to where you are satisfied and comfortable? And we get to those solutions. And I have clients that, again, were ready to pack their bags and ready to go somewhere and they didn't really want to. And we're going to have it. We're going to have them on a podcast. And they said, I'm OK now. I think I'm comfortable to stay and I can digest this and I can I feel comfortable paying this tax. And I know I'm protected from the knuckleheads out there, you know, the plague of lawsuits. And so, again, if we can get to providing these resources, there's just a mismatch with so many people out there in the business community, what's built California, whether small or midsize. And then you have the large ones that have left. OK, well, what you may not know, there's almost as many applications for business licenses coming into California as there are leaving. Mm. Not quite as much, but. It's pretty you know, close. What, 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 how, how are you doing this, for lack of a better way to say this? Are you using some kind of advanced strategy? I, I don't hear a lot of people talking the way you talk, right? Okay. So what what is it that you're doing that is making people go, hey, wait, I don't have, I don't have to do that. I'm going to stay. Well, we're breaking the, the norm template that the general advisor populace promulgates, you know, the CPAs. Here, have an S-Corp, have an LLC for your real estate, and it passes through to you, and you're going to pay the tax, and it's painful. There, there's a whole breadth of, we're going to talk about corporate structuring, okay, and and the, you know, the mismanagement of entities. We're going to talk about trust and why trusts have certain exemption rights, okay, on both tax and creditor that both, that businesses and you as an individual don't have. And we're going to talk about that in the next podcast. What are exemption rights? They're federal, they're state, they're tax, okay? And they're creditor. Well, that's the matrix. And you don't get that without trust. Again, why do the wealthy use these things? So again, it's trying to get, what I'm trying to do is get people more educated and get match up the, the higher end advisory is what it's going to take to empower clients to at least know that they have options. The problem now is they don't have the resources, so they don't have an option, and they hit the default button, and they leave. So what are the most critical issues that you think face people in the state now? Well, regulatory issues, legislation, certainly. I'm going to have on an attorney that writes legislation for for businesses throughout the state, a guy named Bill Porter, brilliant guy, employment law and all those things. We're going to learn about those depths of things. But again, my team, what I deal with, is I've asked protection attorneys and business attorneys and tax attorneys in, in high-end CPAs, high net worth CPAs, mid-sized business owner CPAs, 
they understand the next layer of th three-dimensional planning. Now, this is a great point to say, hey, this is not for the weak, okay? If, you, if you're not going to invest in doing this, okay, you might, might as well pack your bags, okay? okay? It takes energy and want to be able to do this and cost. But when you, you create that delta of substantial impact, a value proposition is, is the difference between your benefits and your cost. And if you if you pay nothing and you get slaughtered versus if you pay a nickel and you bring that risk level down a massive amount, you've created a huge delta. All people need to do, everybody's a big boy and girl and they can make decisions. They just need to have knowledge, education, and know what their true options are. The problem is no one has those options. It's crazy, Bill. I'm on a plane down to our office in Costa Mesa. You know, our office is up here in Roseville. Probably 75% of our business is down in SoCal. It's where all the action is. It's where all the craziness is. Yeah. Yeah. We're super aggressive. The, the, I mean, we have 38-year-old kids making $5 million per year and stuff. And, and it's not just for those people, okay? It's 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 for people making a million. That have, You have to make a million in SoCal to survive, okay? Which also means you need to keep your money to survive, right? right. Not pay half in taxes. But I'm on the plane and I'm looking down at all the little ants as I'm coming into, you know, John Wayne Airport. And I'm going, God, every one of these people has a, a, a has a a federal right as a U.S. citizen, okay, and a state right as a California resident, and they don't have any clue what those rights are. And again, I'm going to exploit them, okay. Some of them, are fifty year old laws that nobody knows about, and it's almost insulting. But when when they get educated. The first thing someone's going to going to go is that sounds too good to be true, and I'm going to say, well, great. Why don't you go ask every one of your existing advisors, and they can go look up all the stuff, okay? And then you're then the problem is you're going to ask them, well, why didn't you tell me about this? And so unless an advisor is willing to raise the bar on their abilities to protect their client, they're probably going to get nudged. Okay. And because, you know, we've had some clients, most of them have outgrown their advisors. And so in California, there's this there's bell curve and, the, and this bell curve gets to about a small business owner gets to about this $10 million mark growing to this $20 million mark to about 40. And what's happening in there is that growth curve is they have quickly outgrown their advisor capacity and they can't bring the tools to them. And they have that not only commensurate, but exponential risk that they're incurring along the way. And it's from all perspectives. And any business owner will tell you, they have unlimited risk. Now, risk is exactly your, your advocacy, okay? If you can measure risk, risk is actually one of the strongest things to help you with tax mitigation. How do you mean? How do you mean that? I... Yeah, it's a crazy concept. Yeah, when you look at business risk, and then and then you have your, you have your trust that on your business entities and your business entities on assets, and then you, you're tr we're tracking all the earnings that come through in all forms, active, passive, gain, and we're looking at those thing those things. We're able to take the boxes and we're able to use the risk to create risk reserves and deductible expenses and and set aside dollars. And buffer against taxation. Now, this is this is too much for this call. We're going to have a specific podcast in regards to this. Probably to either. talk how to do that. To talk yeah, we're, we'll do. We're going to be doing some uh, compare analysis, some some before and after scenarios. Okay, but but risk is actually. I'll, I'll give you an example. So one of the strategies that we use for one of our trusts 
at the next podcast, California Private Retirement Trust. It's an exemption for every Californian. They don't know about it. Okay. And in there, we're able to measure the, the risk because the trust has an obligation to do something. And so I was talking to this attorney, this, the, the attorney out of Texas, and I won't name his name yet. I want to have him on the podcast. And he used to be the chief counsel for the IRS and U.S. Treasury. And he, it, his job then was basically to create what we call the dirty dozen list, the abuse of tax strategies and unwind, sure. okay, and destroy people trying to evade taxes, right? And, and anybody that is, knows about this probably kind of heard about the dirty dozen, you know, things like right now it's conservation easements, so forth and so on. Anyway, he left the service and he, he, he and his wife went into private practice and now they use their powers for good, not evil. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I feel, I like to say that. Well, I was talking to him and, and we were, we actually got an un, uh, actual underwriting on a case and we were trying to measure the risk. And there was all sorts of risk for this business, business litigation and loss of key clients and supplier. And it just goes on forever. And then I, I said, Hey, so we want to insure against this. And so we want to get an actual certification from a carrier like Lloyd's of London. And he brings up this thing. He goes, Oh yeah. He goes, you got kryptonite for the against the IRS. And I went, what? And I go, what do you mean? And he says, everything else is kind of subjective when you're doing investing and things like that. And we can attack that because, because we can argue subjective, but when you measure risk and you get third party validation on risk, you disarm the IRS. Okay. They can't argue risk. <laughs> and I go, wow, that's a hell of a concept. You know, and this is about four or five, this is pre COVID. And I, I grabbed onto that idea. And again, when we go through some podcasts specifically on this topic, people will, people can't, no one will be able to argue with me on risk. It's how do we use that? And it takes tactic and energy, okay, and smarts and the right advisors to be able to execute on these things. But when you do it right, and it always takes administration, you have to have that backroom office. You know, you can't just slam together and everybody that's going to listen to this is going to know this. You, even as mundane as a revocable trust, which everybody should have, but many don't. Okay. But what happens is the legal profession and they slap together the revocability trust and they use some type of template and they fill in the blanks and then they hand it to you. Well, they got to race off to their next deal because they're, they're making money on a per deal basis and they hand you that binder and it's sitting on yourself and you go, well, I guess I kind of understand what it is. But I guarantee you six months from now, you don't remember anything about that. And it spooks people. And so there's got to, there, there has to be this continual re-education and it's called administration. Okay? This reinforcement, assurance department, if you will. And when is the more complex you get, okay, the more T's and I's there are to do that. And the more you need that administration to make sure that everything is being validated, benchmarked, tracked, adjusted, reported properly. Okay. And again, our attorneys up front require, you know, require and hire us to make sure that the implementation for trusts, okay, integrating with business entities are properly being done. Okay. So we, we even do the things for the, the business entities, the corporate minutes, the resolutions, mm. the LLCs, all, all this gore. And people say, oh, you only need to do it once. Mm -mm. You need to do it for any transaction you're doing. All the way to the end, which is reporting. What are the trust tax returns? We do we do continuing education, Bill. I, I don't think we've ever talked about that with you guys, but we do continuing ed. We're approved for CLE and CPE, and we train attorneys and CPAs 
on these things. And why do we do that? Well, again, trying to get them out there to create this impact, this this net of education. We don't lose because at the end of the day, always bubbling up as somebody that needs and wants to do these things and these hire us, you know, so we get the administration and that's how we built, we built our backs or our our company on the backs of the legal and accounting professions. They've helped build this. We owe them that. And that's, again, when I look at, you know, my hot list, I just started with 80. So, I mean, we have already got a couple of years with the podcast, but again, I don't see it stopping. So the one thing that we had to do is to get here is, we struck some joint ventures that alleviated really our focus or the energy it took for us to administrate. And then we implemented technology this year that works for an energy of 20 people. I mean, it streamlines and it tests and it it, it tactically notifies and warns us uh, you know, where things are, what needs to be fixed and all these things. So when we have that, it kind of frees me up to do what I really should be doing, which is educating people. And so that's, hence, another reason for the podcast is now I get the luxury of going out and having fun. And I, I've had a blast this really since we implemented the technology, talking about it with the clients and having these conversations. That's what I want to do. I just want yeah, to. Yeah. Well, you know, I know from our conversations, you can be a pretty no hold holds barred kind of guy. You're great, great and straight up front with, with your opinions and you clearly know what you're talking about. So that, you know, hopefully, I, I'm going to put words in your mouth and you can take them out if you want to. The idea here is, is that you need to be proud that you're a Californian. This this podcast is for people who live in California who want to have some peace of mind. They want to feel good about being there. And you're going to show people how to do that sometimes by disrupting the market, if I can. And you already mentioned this, but this is an interesting one to me. Warning advisors or letting people know they should warn advisors, they sh- their advisors should be proactive about this whole process. They should. And again, maybe an advisor does, and there's kind of different classes, okay? Yeah. There are some that are on the tail end of their career and they're done, okay? Right. And, and and we've met them and they've literally, I, you know, I've introduced CPAs and tried to let them collaborate. And they go, no, you know what? This is just above my pay grade and here, and we've literally had somebody say, here, take over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's fine. And that's, that's okay. And then we have other ones that goes, yeah, I want to be proactive, but, and then you're going to get a lot like this, but I don't understand anything about trust kind of spooks me. I really want to help those people. If they want to know, we can act as that backroom office and get them educated to share the wealth. They don't need to be the pros, but we can collaborate. That's a power word, collaborate. Okay. It ta- again, it takes a team of people to be able to do this. And then you have the other ones that are super proactive. I spoke to a new um, attorney that we were supposed to get on together before, before COVID didn't happen. And then we just regrouped and he's super proactive. And we both said to each other, man, I wish we really had connected, you know, when we did, but. We're now we're connected. We're doing training with him and and uh, he's already sent us some uh, good joint business. And, the, and by the way, this is not about trust CFO, you know, trying to get business. We'll get that. We get the business. Okay. And we have the luxury of picking and choosing the clients we want. We also have the luxury of turning down the ones we want. You know, there's a guy out there swimming around. He's called every one of our attorneys. I had a bunch of attorneys going, oh, he's going to engage me. A bunch of them saying the same guy's going to engage him. Well, I had to warn all the attorneys. He's shopping. He and I told all of them that I know. He's he's told all of you he's going to engage you, and they go, they all go ah. Yeah. So those are the guys you watch out for. Okay, I, listen. 
I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but until they prove otherwise. So, and it works both ways. Okay. The, the clients, the, the populace has to earn the advisor trust as well as the advisor earning the. Well, yeah, and, and that's part, and that's part of what you're going to be doing for your listeners here. I think I, you know, you've alluded to it a couple of times, but your one of your goals here is to introduce top advisors and experts on this podcast. So the people who are listening are hearing it from the horse's mouth, as it were. Yeah. yeah. You're going to meet some very interesting characters that have in in their own right, great stories. I admire them. I guess I'll say that. And I respect them. I've become good friends. And again, I feel I'm totally blessed with some of these guys at, at a caliber that I never thought I, I would be at, you know, and we've had, we're going to talk about failures too. We're going to talk about things that we didn't expect. I still, to this day, have been caught off guard on certain things. Like, man, I didn't even think about that. So this is a big chess game. Mm. I love chess. And damn it, my son the other day beat me for the first time in chess. And I'm pretty pissed <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. good, so, good. Yeah. So Ryan is, and Ryan works for the company. And he's, he, he, Ryan, okay, is, is a newbie to the company. Understanding trust administration probably knows more than a lot of attorneys that have spent four years in law school. It's just what you do. All we do is administration. It's it's a mass amount of crossing T's and dotting I's. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at the laundry list, it looked like Chris Kringle's you know Christmas list for naughty and nice. But again, we don't want people to have to do that stuff. Our clients should be focused in. I talked to the the last engagement we had um, yesterday. Cold called us, said, I'm interested. We said, listen, we're going to need to push this off to next year. We don't have enough runway, but fantastic client opportunity. We need to invest in that education curve. I don't know if I got off, off topic. So no, no, it's not a, it's not off topic because I, I, the point that I want to make here, so the people who are listening to this podcast, understand what to expect. You are going to be bringing in attorneys. You're going to be bringing in CPAs. You're going to bring tax advisors. You're going to be bringing in folks in private equity, investment banking, and financing to talk about the resources that are available to them that they may not know about. You, in essence, are are their guide. You are the man, I guess, alerting them to strategies that a lot of people, it sounds like, didn't even know existed. It's just, again, because of where you are and I'll kind of rattle some cages now to excite people. I always ask people, how come it is that the mortgage markets are seven or 8% and business loans are at 12 and credit cards are at 25. And why is it that I can get two and a half percent interest only loans with trusts? No one's going to answer the question <laughs> until I give them the answer. <laughs> That's what we have right now. I do I'll want get, to know the answer to that question. Uh, by the way. Uh, I'll give you another one. Okay. I, I, part of my history is back in 2004, I was asked to be on the board for Commercial Lending Bank, uh, Community First Bank up here in Roseville, since sold the first foundation bank. Um, so sat on the loan committees, the uh, ALCO asset liability committees and, and whatnot. And so basically understand the banking dynamic with trust. Well, lo and behold, where, we, where we're at today, you go to our website, well, our trusts offer five 0.24%, okay, totally liquid, no fees, digital banking for our trusts. Well, you go into Wall Street Journal, Interactive Brokers promotes 4.85%, and they compare it to the Bank of America's on how awesome they are. Well, I have a higher rate than they do. Not only that, nobody understands trusts. Well, trusts 
basic trusts that we manage have multiple FDIC $250,000 protection. Mm-hmm. In some of our trusts, we're able to pull up to $100 million in FDIC protection through pooled accounts. So that, you can only do that mm-hmm. through trust accounts, okay? So it's just crazy that, again, there's this whole new world over there. I just want to, again, kind of rattle cages with people that we're going to exploit this. How does this work? Why did this happen? Why do these people have access to this? Okay. And it's because there's a limited amount of people playing in the space and they can't get to everybody. That's the job with California Wealth Warriors. We're going to fight to try to get these tools in your hands. And then you can decide if you want to fight to stay here. But I ain't leaving. Again, hopefully my uh, my golf game will free up in front of me. So there you go. Well, no, you're digging in. So the goal here, if I can be so bold, is you want to keep productive Californians in California, and the grandiose goal to save the state, as it were. I think the state is going to fight for itself. I, I saw something two days ago, and uh, I don't remember what news station it was on, and said. Hey, there's been a decline in crime in San Francisco. And I said, yeah, right on. Okay. <laughs> now we're going the right direction, right? <laughs> we're headed the right way. Yeah. And, and, and there's other things. And, you know, and I know the politics are going on. And I I know Gavin Newsom gets a ton of shit, you know, but something else they don't know. He he was responsible and he upped the homestead exemption in California a few years back. It was a miserable 175000 Now it's uh, indexed, I think it's 687000 or something. Mm. Again, that's like throwing the deck chair off the Titanic. You ain't going to save the ship because having a house in Marin or Newport isn't even close. There's other there's other trust strategies that we do. But you know what? He's contributed to that level. Um, I would love to. He lives here in town. I'd love to have that cat on here and get his perspective for saving. Not pol- political, okay? Financial and economical. But we'll see. We'll see how that, uh, that might work out. Well, that's great. So let's wrap this episode up. And I want to do that by teasing what comes next. What will people? What can people expect to hear in your second podcast? Yeah. So before we get to introducing, you know, our power partners, our alliances, you know, joint venture partners, we need to set the stage. So the next podcast is we're going to talk about the rights of California. So we're going to go. We're going to go down the list of what are called exemptions. Okay. And I'm going to explain that. I'll t- I'll tease you with California has a complex resident exemption system, okay? Every state has an exemption, right? You know, homestead exemption, Texas, unlimited. Florida, homestead exemption, unlimited, up to a quarter acre. Oh, interesting. Why did O.J. Simpson have a house in Florida and it was under a quarter acre, right? So mm. all, all these these things, okay, that we're going to get into every asset and, and what these rights are because the, the thing you need to do is, is the Californians need to claim these rights. And that's what they don't do. They forfeit them until such time as they claim them. And if they get sued, it's too late. The house is on fire. You can't buy fire insurance. So that's what we're going to cover. And then we're, we're going to set the stage. The foundation next podcast is going to surround about with the core concept for Californians, which is their right for retirement. It's called a California Prior Retirement Plan. We're the largest administrator for those plans in the state of California. Again, we're kind of that fox in the hen house and we because we see everything that goes in and out of these things. And then we're going to discuss how that as a foundation accentuates in other integrated planning. So that's what we can expect next podcast in detail. And that and that's going to really educate people 
and get their brain, you know, cranking, have them start thinking about their rights. Again, I'd love every one of those little ants below that plane to claim their rights, whether they do so or not, it's up to them. I suspect, Ray, you may have gotten some people interested with just this conversation today. I'm looking forward to these conversations because I don't even, I don't know the first thing about the California private retirement plan and you You've made me who don't, I don't live in California. You've made me want to go look it up so to see what the deal is. I do have friends who live there, however, so I'm going to call them and tell them about it. If- I'll, I'll leave with this, the California private retirement plan. Uh, we've had in the last five years, probably 10 clients move into California to secure themselves against lawsuits because the value of that outweighed the tax delta from the state's. When have you heard the last time that somebody wanted to move into California, right? Never, because all the so, stories I hear about people leaving California. Yeah, so that that's going to be the the kind of the kickoff for the next podcast. And I'm excited to do it. And again, we'll have some other people chime in. And, and then really, we're going to have a lot of fun when we have my my colleagues in. And they're all a blast, by the way. They're all funnier than heck. And uh, we're probably going to be busting each other's chops pretty good and uh, having fun along the way. So that's that's what you got to do. I mean, the, you know, the hard work and you got to have fun along the way. Bill, hard work's made, hard work's made a my, lot easier if you're having fun. Yeah, I appreciate you as my trusted steed and, and keeping me on my OCD brain in, in focus. We're going to have a blast together. So thank you for the opportunity with uh, Proud Mouth. Tell the boys I said hi. Anything else that we need to do to wrap up? Yeah, one more thing. Because this is the first podcast. So there odds are there are people listening who like don't want to miss another podcast. And that's easy. All they have to do is hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. That way you don't ever miss another episode of this podcast. And we're also would suggest maybe if you like this, you find it interesting and useful, why don't you rate this podcast and share it with other people? Help spread the word about what Ray is trying to do in terms of raising awareness within California and trying to save the state as it were, and maybe even convincing a few of you to move to the state of California if he's successful. On behalf of Ray and everybody at Trust CFO, I'm Bill Tucker. I'm reminding you to go out right now and live your best life today. Thanks. You've been listening to the California Wealth Warriors fighting for you as a productive resident of our golden state. We thank you for your time and trust. Click that follow button right away so you don't miss out on our future episodes loaded with valuable insights and gold nuggets. For more personalized guidance and expert tools, visit our website at trust-cfo.com or contact us at 800-730-3020. Remember, Your wealth deserves California's best protection. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of CWW or Trust CFO. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for legal, tax, or investment advice. Always seek a professional advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your financial or investment planning.